Hey everyone, welcome to the seventh episode of Just Another British Podcast. My name is Silke and today I will be talking about the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is the Hunger Games prequel written by Suzanne Collins. Now, uh, you may notice that my audio quality has reduced again. Um, this is because I am not recording with my microphone, which may pose a question as to why I'm doing this. Um, and it's just because my recording without my microphone is better than the one with my microphone. I have no idea what happens, but... but um, Apparently my microphone broke or there's something wrong with my microphone. I'll look into that. I'm probably going to have to buy a new microphone for the next episodes or like use something else. Um, But this episode is going to be with this audio quality. Many of you are going to know this book from um, the movie that came out in 2023. which is also called The Battle of Songbirds and Snakes. Um, in The Battle of Songbirds and Snakes, we follow 18-year-old Coriolanus Snow, the infamous president in the Hunger Games trilogy, as he mentors Lucy Craig Baird, district trials, female tribute in the 10th annual Hunger Games. Panem a decade after the the war and the consequences that the Hunger Games have on the mentors and tributes that also experienced the war themselves. So uh, this is the origin story of Coriolanus Snow, of the hated president snow in the main trilogy in the hunger games trilogy so we get a look at the life of president snow um during the summer of the 10th annual hunger games and we see how the games change and become how we know them from the main trilogy 60 years later. Now I am going to the characters. I almost forgot some. I was going to say the end of discussion but the characters. So um, the characters we of course our main character is Coriolanus Snow um, known as the future president of Panem um, and a final student at the Capital Academy. He is also the mentor of Lucy Gray Baird, the District 12 tribute in the 10th Hunger Games. Then our next character, of course, Lucy Gray Baird herself. She is the female tribute of District 12. She is part of the Covey or the Coffee. I actually don't know how to pronounce it. I should have looked it up. Which are like traveling performers. Or they used to before they ended up in District 12. Um, And she is also a singer-songwriter. Who 
wrote many of the songs we actually know from the Hunger Games trilogy. So the songs that Katniss and her father sung are some of those that Lucy Greybeard wrote. And then next character Sejanus Plinth is a classmate of Coriolanus Snow. Um, he comes from District 2 but since his father managed to um, get him out of money from munition industry they moved to the capital. Um, Sajna is also considered a friend of Coriolanus although you'll notice that Coriolanus doesn't really think of him that way but that's uh, for the in-depth discussion. Last, char last character I'm going to be talking about is Dr. Gall or Gall or Gall. Yeah, that, that, that happens when I record the episode before I see the movie. I have no idea how people pronounce it. Um, I should have looked it up. Uh, she is the head game maker and a scientist specialized in um, genetic modifications of animals. And those are, in my opinion, the four most important characters. So now we are going to the in-depth discussion. I'm going to put a spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. You've been warned, there are going to be spoilers here. Um, you know, as always, if you don't want spoilers, skip to whatever I'm going to say right now. Okay, yeah, I um, hope everyone who wanted to skip through has by now. Um, welcome to the in-depth discussion. There are going to be spoilers here in part one. Coriolanus Snow lives with family in the capital often after the war. Um, they ended up in semi-poverty, but... So, on the day of the reaping, on 4th of July, Coriolanus' cousin Tigris, Tigris, which is a bit of fashionista, um, she will grow to be one of the stylists in the Hunger Games um, and make an appearance in the original books. Um, she helps him get a decent outfit since... Coriolanus is now a mentor, uh, the first time they have mentors. There are still signs of the war or the uprising um, from a decade before that. Um, and we, we noticed that um, during Coriolanus' description of walking from home to the academy, which is basically like his high school. The snows... Um, used to get their money from um, assets in District 13, but of course District 13 was um, completely destroyed during the war and now the Snows don't really any other assets which makes, yeah, which causes them to like, don't have as much of an income as they had before the war. But uh, most of the capital doesn't know this since the snows, they're proud and they don't want anyone to know about 
their financial problems. Sarginus tells Coriolanus about new taxes on the properties and the um, buildings apartments in Coriolanus's neighborhood. He is horrified when he um, gets in the reaping. During the reaping, he gets assigned the girl tribute from District 12, which is like the lowest tribute they could give him, in his opinion. So, and he isn't happy. So, um, the tribute he gets assigned to is Lucy Greybeard. Snow isn't happy at first, but he cheers up when he sees her performance. So she takes the microphone of the mayor and she starts to sing a song. So Lucy Gray performs uh, the song during the reaping and that really cheers Coriolanus up. So it's like the audience seems to like her and that's a good thing. Um, and then the dean... Uh, or like, yeah, the, what's that, the dean of principal, I guess, headmaster, here it's Dean Highbottom, um, yeah, the, which is the creator of the Hunger Games, he, um, yeah, so the dean holds an unknown grudge against the snows, and uh, Coriolanus starts to wonder what would happen if he didn't get the uh, prize, for uh, his mentorship in the games since that's like that's money and he could really use that in um yeah to get his family in a better financial state again the next wednesday um Coriolanus waits for lucy gray at the train station hoping to make a good impression when the train arrives, Lucy Gray isn't really impressed by Coriolanus. The tributes arrive in containers on a train. So, like, these are like the trains that usually don't carry people. And those tributes are pushed into them. And yeah, when they arrive, they aren't in a good state obviously they then are transported by trucks to um the capital zoo um and koreans joins them um but at that point they don't know that they're going to the zoo but um that's later so he joins them in the truck and aiming to gain lucy grace trust um but she basically ignores him for the entire ride, and they are then first. Uh, yeah, some of the tributes are. Yeah, most of the tributes are very hostile towards Coriolanus, since he's capital, and the capital doesn't really treat them all that well. Uh, and they contemplate uh, whether they would be better to kill him. But Lucy Gray changes their minds. Then um, all of them are dumped in the Zeus monkey house. Uh, Snow and Lucy Gray, um, they manage to like regain some of their dignity. Um, and they act as if 
um, they're at a society meeting and not like being mocked and just being put into a monkey house. Like, come on, people. You don't do that. These are human beings. Don't put them in a... <sighs> I'm not going to rant on about um, the poor circumstances here. The, the point is that these circumstances aren't good. Yeah, Lucy Gray talks to some of the kids outside outside the cage and she tells and she also talks to um a capital capital news reporter. Um we we now learn that Lucy Gray is part of the Covey, which are travelling artists and that they um were forced to to stay in the trough while passing through. And the peacekeepers come to collect Coriolanus and then, and then drop him off at the academy where the dean and the head game maker um, Dr. Gall are waiting for him. Um, Dr. Gall seems to like him but um, the dean uh, gives Snow uh, the marriage which is like a warning and after he gets three of those warnings he gets expelled. So not a good thing. So Saturnus, the capital boy of District 2, um, the student of District 2, he offers to um, he offers some sandwiches to the tribunes the next day, and then Snow gets Lucy Gray to accept one of the sandwiches, and the other the other tributes then follow her leads, except for. Um, Marcus, which is the um, male tribute of District 2 um, that has been assigned to Saginus for mentoring Lucy Gray um, senses that they have that the two of them, that Saginus and Marcus have some personal issues um, and she sings again um, before in front of the cameras, and it brings back memories um, for Coriolanus of his mother. Afterwards, um, Saginus tells Coriolanus that that he feels bad for the tributes and that he really can't help imagine, really can't help imagining that he's one of them, since yeah, Saginus' family is actually from District Two, and. But he actually like relates to the tributes more than some of the other capital people. Then um Sajinus also wants Coriolanus to like switch tributes since he really doesn't want to um to be paired up with Marcus. But Snow refuses. The next day in class, uh, the twenty-four mentors discuss how to make more people watch the Hunger Games. When Saginus starts to talk about the immorality of the games and all that, the idea of making viewing of the games mandatory comes up, um, as well as no suggestion to let people actually start betting on the tributes, which they all think it's a good idea, and as we know, that makes it into the main trilogy, so they managed to um, 
put that in the book. Uh, they, they put that in the games. I mean, then um, there's the first official meeting between tributes and mentors. The tributes are all in shackles and bound to tables, and Snow uh, brings a piece of bread pudding that Tigers made uh, for Lucy Gray, and she gets emotional um, since the bread pudding it sparks a childhood memory. There is a mandatory questionnaire they need to fill in, and uh, Coriolan and Lucy Gray. Uh, finish it and afterwards they talk about some personal stuff yeah afterwards uh, the mentors have to gather with dr goal and dean highbottom the doctor praises snow for his neatly filled in questionnaire and snow and two other have made a proposal as to how the bedding and the gift system in the arena could become part of the hunger games and they have to write to write it down and bring it to Dr. Gall soon. And then after school, back at the zoo, the tributes begin to compete for the visitor's food. And the mood shifts to a rather festive and comfortable air. One of the mentors uh, unfortunately gets killed by her tribute because she was toying with the girl. And... People don't like being mocked. It's a bit extreme. And then Snow approaches the dying girl and he calls her medic, but the peacekeepers instead shoot the tribute that, um, that attacks her. Everyone is like a bit shaken by the entire, uh, a bit by the entire event, obviously. And um, Snow and Lucy Gray both have some flashbacks of the war. Then eventually Coriolanus still finishes the assignment just to distract himself from what happened. And um, then he goes to the academy to um, deliver the assignment. There they announce a broadcaster's the broadcasted funeral for the fallen mentor. Then um, Snow and Clemenza, um, which is the the other uh, mentor that was supposed to work on the proposal, along with the dead girl and Coriolanus, they um, talk for a bit with Dr. Gall about that proposal, but. They find it in a batch of neon-colored snakes. Coriolanus managed to retrieve a sheet without problem, but when Clementia tries the same, she gets attacked by some of the snakes as they didn't recognize her scent. And she ends up in hospital with several like bite marks where there's neon-colored pus seeping out and like she's very unstable um in the condition and she's um yeah she has ptsd and it's a bit traumatizing of course then coriolanus visits lucy gray once again and offers her something to eat since she really seems to be starving um and that's because the capital isn't feeding the tributes Really, how do these people 
aspects, they'll strip you to survive until the arena if they don't feed them for days on end. Yeah, Coriolanus isn't really feeling all that well and he um, gets yeah he he doesn't feel all that well um with how the um the capital is treating the tribute and he gets determined to um keep Lucy Gray alive no matter what. One of Coriolanus teachers asks him to sing the capital anthem at Arachne so that the mentor that passed away um, at, at Arachne's funeral and he agrees and he shows his um, concern about the starving tributes um, then uh, both tributes and mentors uh, next day they visit the arena for a cursory view just for a look around before the games begin. Coriolanus and Lucy Gray they talk about um yeah just regular stuff and they both start to relax but um just as they're like feeling more and more comfortable there um is an explosion. That's because several bombs that were placed in the arena um went off um, but we, we don't know what trigger it replaced, it's just some of those bombs went off. And part of the arena is destroyed because of the bombing. Both Lucy Gray and Coriolanus uh, suffer from burn, burning wounds. Some of the tributes um, were killed and mentors ended up in a hospital. Every survivor um, needed medical assist medical assistance after afterwards which is like the and and thing is the mentors got the medical assistance like just by regular doctors the tributes got treated by veterinarians it's just really like oh it's just so annoying like I'm sorry, those are people. They're from the districts, okay, but they're people. Let them go to a doctor. Yeah, okay. Sorry, it just, it annoys me. <laughs> and then when most of the tributes are, or yeah, most of the mentors are healed enough, there is another funeral for um, the victims of the bombing. The ones that didn't survive, including uh, two mentors who seemed to be some of the closest friends um, Coriolanus had. So he really, he's really touched by it. And after being released from the hospital and after the funeral, um, Coriolanus visits the zoo again to once again talk to Lucy Gray. Now for part two. We start with 
another mentor meeting uh, this time um this this time it's about the ine inevitability of a war the mentors also get assignments about what they liked about the war um from dr gall um, which is a, it's a bit of a strange assignment of course but yeah they have to make it work i guess um and they conclude that Dr. Gall, that's the head game maker and scientist behind the Hunger Games, she's, that she's crazy. Coriolanus borrows a, a guitar from like a black market seller. He used to be a club owner. The guitar is for Lucy Gray to use during the interview. She has 10 minutes um, and they plan on making her sing a song. The night of the interviews, host, the interviews which are hosted by Lucky Flickerman, which is the um, ancestor of Caesar Flickerman. Lucy Gray is going on stage last. She notices a mockingjay, or she um, she thinks of a mockingjay, and she explains what it is um, to Coriolanus before going on stage. She sings an emotional and personal song which um, leaves Snow jealous um, since it's about a former lover. Later Lucy Gray tells him that the song was a message home and revenge for actually deliberately being put in the Hunger Games. Coriolanus and Tigris return home to find their apartment blocks elevator suddenly working after years of um, inactivity. And they conclude that it might be um, because the block is going to um, cost more and they're going to like give it an upgrade. Coriolanus writes his assignment on what he liked about the war that evening. Recalling childhood memories, um, which they and which they then discuss in class the following day. Afterwards, Snow prepares for his final meeting with Lucy Gray before the game starts. The meeting gets a little bit emotional, and Coriolanus offers Lucy Gray his mother's makeup compact, uh, which she accepts and. Um, as like a token and when they have to leave Coriolanus and Lucy Gray kiss each other goodbye which draws a bit of attention obviously as the games begin all the mentors are given a communicov which basically is a smartwatch um, to monitor the gifts that they can sent to their tributes during the games. Coriolanus and Zastra, the mentor from the District 12 boy, um, they team up to help um, their tributes survive since they're determined to get a victor from District 12. Clemencia, uh, the girl who got bitten by the snakes earlier 
shows up and confronts Coriolanus with the fact that he didn't let her parents know where she was and she didn't and that he didn't visit her in the hospital. Then the Hunger Games begin and Marcus the district sea tribute assigned to Saginus who disappeared after the bombing um, is shown to be strung up and beaten in the arena and he's in a very bad condition. Um, Saginus then gets obsessed gets upset and leaves. Um, the girl from the six seven um, decides to put Marcus out of his misery since he's really suffering and she um, ends his life therefore being therefore um, making the first kill of the Hunger Games. Um, well yeah not much happens after that um, until the district three tributes appear on camera um, being from the technology the technology dif- district they take interest in the delivery drones that uh, crashed down after they delivered um, stuff and um, they take one back into the tunnels um, of the arena with them after they've collected their food. Then the um, tributes of District 11 appears, uh, appear as well. Reaper, the male, is carrying Dill, the female tribute, um, who seems to be suffering of tuberculosis, um, which has made an upmarch again after the war in... Um, in Panam. That evening, um, Saginus, Saginus's mother is visiting the snows, um, worried because her son has disappeared. A bit later, they see Saginus entering the arena just as Miss Blint is about to go home. Coriolanus and Mrs. Plint are then ordered by Dr. Gall to go into the arena and um, collect Saginus. Um, but it is later decided that Coriolanus is going to be doing this alone. He manages to convince Saginus to leave the arena, but he doesn't want to leave Marcus behind. And... When they have almost reached the barricades by the exits um, that they're going through, um, they get attacked by one of the tributes. And some of the other tributes soon start to attack them as well. Uh, Coriolanus is, uh, out of self-defense, forced to... um, to um, kill one of the tributes. After that, Saginus and Coriolanus managed to escape the arena um, and are brought to a medical facility um, 
in the Citadel, which is Dr. Gold's lab. Uh, then Dr. Gold talks to Coriolanus about the fact that he killed that tribute. Um, and according to her, that is um, the true nature of humankind um, and what awaits them should civilization disappear. Uh, the next day, Sejanus and his father appear on screen for an interview with Lucky Flickerman, where they announce that the winning mentor of the Hunger Games will get a prize that covers their university costs on behalf of their family. That afternoon, um, the, the girl from District 5 is killed. At the end of the day, Lucy Gray and Jessup, the other tribute of District 12, um, they appear on camera and, and we find out that Jessup has been infected by rabies um, because of um, a raccoon bite he got in the zoo. They managed to bring Lucy Gray to safety by confronting Jessup with his fear of water, which is caused by the rabies. Apparently, um, a, sin a symptom of rabies is um, hydrophobia, so fear of water. I didn't know that. Um, he eventually falls and breaks uh, some of his bones, leaving him paralyzed. Lucy Gray is by, by his side when Jessup ultimately draws his last breath. After that, there are only 10 tributes left. That evening at home, the, um, the text increase shows on the most recent bill that they got and Tigers figure, figures out that what Corgulanus had to do um, to get out of the arena. Then back in the games, the career pack of this edition is career pack um, between like quotation marks since it isn't really the career pack we're used to as in the Hunger Games. So um, for those who don't know, the career pack are usually the... Um, Tributes from the districts one and two that like have an advantage in the game since they like trained more. But the essentially what, what I imagine would be the career pack in this edition. I'd say if um if they would already use that term or the tributes from District 4 and District 10. They decide to fight the girl from 7, Lamina, and eventually, um, after the fight, um, the boy from District 10, the girl from 7, Lamina, are both killed by the tributes from District 4. Then Coriolanus figures out that they are going to release the altered snakes that 
attacked Clemenza earlier on uh, in the arena when he's going to the lab for a checkup um, for his injuries that he got during his time in the arena. And uh, he dropped one of his handkerchiefs with Lucy Gray's DNA and, and her scent on it in the tank of the snake so that they wouldn't um, attack her. He then um, visits the Plinch family and upon, upon returning home, Snow finishes yet another assignment from Dr. Gold. That night, once again, uh, one of the tributes um, meets her end and uh, Coriolani suspects that it's from the red poison Lucy Gray um, brought into the arena that Lucy Gray brought into the arena um, in the compact that Coriolanus gave her, which was like the strategy he suspected, he, or that, that he proposed. Then the snakes are released in the, into the arena and Clemenza gets a slash of her, he, she gets confronted with her PTSD and she she got traumatized by the snakes attacking her and she has a panic attack. But Coriolanus managed, manages to um, restrain her and to keep her calm. Almost immediately after the snakes are released, two, two tributes are attacked and die. Lucy Gray manages to get all of the snakes at her side, um, compelling them with um, a, with her singing. Um, the other tributes do stay on high alert, even though they can see that the snakes um, don't seem to be a threat to them anymore at, at that point. At night, Coriolanus and Clemenza make amends. The next morning, most of the snakes are deceased. One of the one of the tributes from District Three managed to weaponize um, the the delivery drones and um, takes out a tribute, but is later attacked by another tribute, and she also loses her life. This really isn't very happy this story it's really the depressing story then after those tributes pass away there are only three left lucy gray and two boys soon after lucy gray's appearance she she uses one of the few remaining snakes to poison Another tribute that is trying that is trying to attack her. Um, at last, Reaper, the boy from District Ten, dies of um, exhaustion, and Lucy Gray Baird is announced the victor of the tenth annual Hunger Games. Part three. This is not as depressing as the previous part. 
Okay, so in the third part of the book, Snow becomes a peacekeeper in District 12. On his way there, he thinks about a lot of things, including what North America would, would have been like. So Panem in, is, or Panem, I don't know how to pronounce it, is the country that takes the space of the continent of North America and Snow actually um, is wondering what it was like before Pan Am became Pan Am, before it was, uh, when it was North America. Upon arriving at District 12, he lunches in the barracks um, with his bunkmates that kind of become his team. I guess. And Snow gets nicknamed Gent uh, because of um, his stable manners. Like, Gent is like the short form of gentleman. His first evening in District 12 is bad, but Snow gets in a better mood when Sejanus Splint uh, appears in the barracks and when he shows up. Since he has signed up um, for the peacekeeper program himself. Sejanus manages to cheer Curry Linus up and they plan on um, seeing Lucy Gray and Covey perform the following weekend. Snow witnesses um, an execution uh, during the week and it's a, yeah, like it's, it's his first week as a peacekeeper and he's he has to stand guard at an execution. Um, and the last words of the execution man, the, the, the man who got executed, are repeated by jabberjays, um, which are genetically modified birds um, that are trained to um, kind of record conversations and those were used during the war and they mimic the death cry of the man. Sejanus then um, for the next few days withdraws from the rest of the group um, because of course yeah it's he's a bit shaken up from having that execution happening days after he arrived there. On Sunday, Coriolanus and his friends head out to see the coffee perform in the hop, which is um, kind of the black market of Disc 12. Um, when the coffee performed, there is the guy that broke Lucy Gray's heart shows up and um, he's very drunk at the time and um, get in an argument uh, and then the lights go out in the, in the hop and there's a fight uh, the next day Sejanus and Coriolanus go into town looking for the coffee eventually arrive at the coffee's house in the seams and Mo, and Modivery I am actually not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but Mode Ivory, um, which is Lucy Gray Baird's youngest 
Jasmine um, leads Coriolanus to the mid the meadow where Lucy Gray is um, singing the first version of the hanging the hanging tree song. The two of them talk in the meadow um, for a while and afterwards they return home to milk their goats. Upon arrival back home they find um is talking to Billy Tope, so that's the ex-boyfriend of Lucy Gray, and drawing a map of the peacekeeper's base. Later Snow finds out that Sejanus might be helping the levels break the girlfriend of the man that got executed out of prison, I guess. And the two of them have a falling out leading to Sejanus telling Coriolanus that Dr. Gall believes that he, so Sejanus, is a traitor. Then uh, that evening, Coriolanus writes. A letter to Dr. Gall. I'm not sure what's in it anymore. I didn't write it down. Um, that afternoon, Snow Squad is assigned to catch some of the mocking and jabber jays for the capital lab. And Coriolanus um, recognizes the scientist in charge um, from when, um, when Clemenza got bitten by the snakes. On Wednesday, Coriolanus takes the test to become an officer and he later searches Sejanus' stuff, um, expecting to find proof of his um, rebel helping um, inventions and he finds um, a large stash of money. And it turns out that um, Sejanus is really skilled at lying. A few days later, Snow's squad is on bird duty once again, um, where the scientist that um, Coriolanus recognizes, um, recognized earlier, confronts him and um, shows him and shows and explains how the Jabberjays work. We also didn't. We also discovered that um, Coriolanus, at this point already, deeply despises mocking Chase. That Saturday, Coriolanus meets Lucy Gray backstage. They um, they talk about their lives, but then um, the conversation becomes tense when the topic of their deceased fathers comes up. For a moment, uh, luckily, the the concert begins soon after, and Lucy Lucy Gray is named after a ballad, and uh, the coffee perform that ballad, but the Coriolanus doesn't doesn't like it. Um, after the song, he finds Sejanus um, has disappeared, but um, before he can go look for him, Sejanus. Already is he's already returning the next day um but the two of them go um to to a lake in the woods with the coffee um where they like 
That be the meaning of the Ballad of Lucy Gray. Um, and they swim in the lake and um, kind of make a campfire or a bonfire. I'm not sure which one. Um, and during the preparation of their meal, Coriolanus and Lucy Gray discuss um, whether the capital way of ruling their country is the best. Um, while Coriolanus believed that the capital as a ruling body is necessary, Lucy Gray suggests that people would be fine without the capital since they had managed to live like that before. Then uh, one of Lucy Gray's companions comes bring a Katniss flower. Notice how um, the name of the protagonist of the Hunger Games trilogy is also Katniss and the flower is called Katniss. Small detail, but I like this stuff. Um, so uh, that's like a flower that like grows a potato. And they eat that along with some fish and blackberries that they gathered in the woods. And during the meal, the coffee discuss um, the way that they name their children, which is also is always the name of a ballad and a color. So Lucy Gray, Lucy from a song, and Gray from actually also from the song. It's Unique, like Maud, Maud Ivory, like Maud Claire and Ivory from The Color. And Lucy Gray sings the Meadows song for Maud Ivory. So that's the same song that Katniss sang for Rue in the arena. And afterwards, um, Lucy Gray and Coriolanus talk about Billy Top and... Simultaneous relationships with Lucy Gray and the mayor, the mayor's, the mayor, um, mayor's daughter. Yeah, so basically, like Billy Top was cheating on both Lucy Gray and the mayor's daughter since they they were he was dating both of them at the same time, and the effects that um, Lucy Gray ended up in the reaping. Next day, Coriolanus' squad is again on bird duty. When uh, Saginus tells Cordelius that um, he plans to escape the district with some of the rebels, in which Snow records using the Jabber Jays. Um, and the message then finds, their, finds its way to Dr. Gall. At the next concert, Saginus sneaks off once again, um, but this time Cordelius follows. He and Lucy Gray. Enter the building where Sejanus and the rebels are in together um, to find Sejanus, Billy Tope and another man along with the, the mayor's daughter who wasn't supposed to be there discussing their escape plans. Mayfair, the mayor's daughter and Billy Tope, they um, die during... Because um, Mayfair was going to rat them all out and Snow shot her and then Billy Tope was getting a bit 
breaks up and the other man shot him. Um, at breakfast the next day, the other bankmates of Sergei and Coriolanus discuss um, the murders suspecting the rebels. Sergius is then arrested because of the thing with the Jabberjays and he and Lil, he and Lil, the girlfriend of the previous man who gets who got executed, um, suffer from the same fate as Lil's boyfriend. Um, then uh, Coriolanus has a difficult time keeping himself together after uh, afterwards um he mails his family the remaining money f- from Saginus's personal items with the um reasoning that he wouldn't need it anymore anyway and the covey uh, perform at the birthday party of the peacekeepers commander in district 12 where Lucy Gray sings a, sing, sings a song about snow as well as the hanging tree um, and some others. Afterwards, the two of them um, have a moment alone. They agree to run away the next day at dawn um, since both of them have a huge chance of being executed. At the moment, um, but right before Coriolanus can escape the the peacekeeper base, um, he gets the news that he is accepted uh, for the advanced officers program, um, where he for for which he took a test uh, earlier on in the book. However, Coriolanus still um, decides to stick to the plan and when he and Lucy Gray have reached the lake, they discover that weapons that were used um, in the attack on a Mayfair and Billy Top are there and then Lucy Gray goes outside to gather some of the plans um, but when Coriolanus calls for her after she stays away for a long time, he's getting worried, and he, yeah, and since he calls for her and there's no answer, then Coriolanus starts to lose his like common sense, I guess, um, and his reasoning, and he starts chasing Lucy Gray like a madman. Afterwards, we don't know whether Lucy Gray survived or not, um, but they don't hear of her again, and Coriolanus um, returns to the base and shipped off to District 2. Well, is Coriolanus... No, actually, he's not shipped off to District 2. He thinks he's going to be shipped off to District 2, but he ends up in the capital, where he... Um, has a meeting with Dr. Gall and they and she offers to let him study under her at the university. 
Later, Coriolanus visits Dean Highbottom and dropped, drops um, a vial of Morphling, which is like the modified addictive, addictive drug version of morphine, with a bit, bit of poison in it, uh, in the Dean's office. Uh, and the, the vial comes from uh, Vaginus's possessions, since he had that as a medication after he had us as medication. So we see how Coriolanus now becomes um, the president of Pan Am that we meet in the Hunger Games trilogy. And that is the end of... The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins. Now on to my review. So I really enjoyed reading the story as an addition to the Hunger Games trilogy since it really shows how the games become what they are uh, in the main trilogy um, and how they take shape essentially. Um, you really notice how Coriolanus Snow um, gets stuck in like a downward spiral um, and that he becomes more like the president, the president that we, um, that, that is shown in the Hunger Games trilogy and the main books and the main movies. Um, and of course, like the there are all those little details in the book itself, references to the other books, uh, and the songs. Obviously, like the songs that Katniss and her father also sang, um, that are that return here. Those are little nice additions. Just ah, uh, it took me so long to finish this book. Like. It took me longer than I had expected. And that just... I'm not sure why, but it just took me a long time to finish this book. Um, but overall, it's a good book, in my opinion. Uh, and when I see the movie, I'm going to do like a little bonus episode as a movie review. Okay, so that was it for the seventh episode of Just Another Book's podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to me talking about this book. Um, and be sure to let me know what you thought of it. Um, if it's not too much to ask, please follow the podcast on social media. Um, it's just another bookish podcast in four words on Facebook, on Instagram and on whatever podcast platform you use. Uh, and on Facebook and Goodreads is the word. On Instagram it's at just another bookish podcast. All small letters, all lowercase letters. Um, all one word so but i believe you you'll find it anyway if you just like do it in four words i don't know um 
yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode um, as much as you Yeah, and of course, the audio quality, I'm going to look into that and fix that um, before next episode or like try to fix it as soon as possible. Um, next episode, I'm going to be talking about a completely different book. Um, it ends with us by Colleen Hoover. Maybe you've heard of it. It's, it's a popular romance book on TikTok. And I don't like reading romance in general. But I am going to give this a try. Um, so yeah, um, we'll see how it goes. And I'm going to just do an episode on that book. Um, so if you'd like to like read along or something like I... I'm going to try to post stories on my Instagram, like, with reading updates. And, yeah, give me some feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Um, that's the end of the episode. Um, as always, have a nice day. Um, and keep reading. Bye!